Welcome to the WealthTech Winner Circle Podcast. In this podcast, we break down the technology challenges that are impacting today's financial professionals. Our goal is to identify these challenges and potentially uncover solutions across tech integrations, adoption, emerging technology, evaluating solutions, and more. Through this content, we hope to help professionals avoid common pitfalls and move their services towards an award-winning strategy for 2020 and beyond. Hosted by Tim Welsh, President Nexus Strategy and Consultant to the Wealthies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealth Tech Winner's Circle podcast. Today, I'm joined with Kelly Waltrich, the CMO from Orion, as well as Eric Clark, the CEO from Orion. We've got a great tag team of the executives running that impressive business. So maybe we get started, Eric and Kelly. Maybe, Eric, you go first, introduce yourself. Tell us a little about your career in financial services and advisor tech, and then any other fun facts you want to share with us, and then we'll have Kelly do the same thing. So, Eric, please. You bet. Thank you, Tim. I'm Eric Clark. I'm the founder and CEO of Orion, and we are honored to be on the podcast with you, both Kelly and I. And certainly, over the years at Orion, we have been known for creating innovative technology and doing some creative things in the advisor marketplace. And that really is a result of the incredible team members that we have. And honored to have Kelly with me on the podcast today. And Kelly, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. And thanks to you, Tim, as well for having me. I'm Kelly Waltrick, as mentioned. I'm the CMO at Orion. So I spend my days focusing on all things marketing, communications, creative, sort of the the voice of our business. And I feel very lucky to to be able to do that day in and day out. Fantastic. So this is all about the winners of the wealthies. And uh, Ryan had a fantastic 2019. I think you guys won multiple awards. Uh, maybe share with us some of the initiatives that you had won for and kind of, you know, what was the thinking behind it and how was it helping advisors succeed? I know Astro, your rebalancing won a couple around um, innovation, disruption, as well as in the rebalancing category. And of course, Kelly, yourself as the CMO of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to start with the Astro optimization technology, Tim. So, you know, we we developed Astro as an easy way for advisors to replicate indexes and, you know, optimize portfolios against model portfolios with consideration of low-cost basis positions, help to automate really exception processing. So, if you think of it as any you know, situation where an advisor is placing a client into a portfolio and they have a couple or a list of exceptions that need to be adhered to for a variety of reasons. Uh, those could be cost basis, they could be ESG concerns, they could be, you know, stocks that they don't want to own in the portfolio. You know, Astro is really a tool to help optimize, you know, those portfolio outcomes with concern of you know, historical performance and risk considerations and do so in a very technology savvy way so that portfolio managers and advisors are not spending hours of time constructing these exception portfolios. And that was a big hit in, in 2019 with our advisors. And I can tell you a couple of things that have happened in the industry at large that have increased popularity with this technology. One of them is the reduction of trading fees that the custodians have removed as a friction point. Now advisors can implement these portfolio recommendations with securities directly, you know, without the additional costs that those trading fees would normally incur. And second, we have certainly seen in 2020 
unfortunately, a real correction take place in the market. And this optimization tool is uh, utilized by advisors to efficiently take advantage of tax loss harvesting opportunities and suggest portfolio replacements without the advisor, again, having to spend hours of time trying to figure out appropriate substitutes for those tax loss harvesting opportunities that exist inside of their client portfolios. So we're seeing a lot of continued interest in this technology, you know, as we head into the beginning of, of 2020 together. And again, Kelly, would you like to talk about, you know, what an incredible honor it was to receive the, the CMO of the year award? Yeah, absolutely, Eric. You know, when I think about that award, I think about how lucky I am. And I think it's a result of four things, really executive level support at our company for the impact that marketing can have, the creativity of the phenomenal marketing team that I have around me every day, an army of amazing Orion client brand ambassadors that sort of take our message and carry it for us. And then the innovative, nonstop innovative products that our product and dev teams are releasing that we get, you know, the honor to market on a day-to-day basis. So really sort of a, a full team effort from top to bottom to do good marketing. And I'm, I'm really appreciative to be in a spot where it's valued. Yeah, that's fantastic. I definitely well-deserved both for Kelly and for the Astro platform. I'm sure we can talk a little bit more about that because you're right. Clearly, times are changing. And uh, let's talk a little bit bigger picture here. Um, so Eric and also Kelly, when you when you think about it, what are some of the biggest tech challenges advisors are dealing with? And I'm going to ask you the flip side on that in a second around the opportunities they're not taking advantage of. But right now, is it too much tech? Is it too much complex tech? Or what are the challenges you see advisors on a daily basis struggling with out there? You know, as it relates to this this market that we're in right now, Tim, it reminds me so much of 2008. And advisors are really faced with a choice of implementing and executing technology or spending time with their clients and making sure that their goals are being met. You know, these market corrections certainly demand a lot of relationship time as it relates to that advisor-client relationship. And this is such a great reminder for advisors that companies like Orion are out there for advisors to outsource to. So we're continued, continuing to see a real uptick in new business coming in as it relates to advisors just looking to outsource reporting, outsource billing, outsource trading, and even outsource portfolio management and investment strategies and leveraging you know, technology to help with that. The other thing that's happening, maybe in a very unique way and certainly different than it was in 2008, is that advisors are having to use technology to stay connected with clients as we're all practicing, you know, social distancing. Now, more than ever, having an interactive client portal with financial planning capabilities built in to help clients focus on the long term has been incredibly valuable as we get through this, not a financial crisis, certainly, but a market correction and a health crisis that, you know, our world is currently facing. Yeah. How about you, Kelly? What do you think about some of the challenges that you're hearing from advisors on all the tech that they're trying to adopt? I would echo 
Eric's comments and just add that I think communication is top of mind. I think that, you know, adding efficiency to your businesses is a, an absolute must. But on the flip side of that, you need to be able to communicate with your clients well. So I think advisors right now are sort of figuring out what's the what are the best ways to communicate with their clients? How can they personalize those communications in, in times where, you know, general commentary isn't going to do it? You know, at Orion, we're, we're actually working on, Tim, you know this, a tool that is going to help advisors do just that. And I feel like, you know, while some products might not make sense to take to market amidst all of this. I'm really excited to be able to offer that to, to Orion clients here in the next couple of weeks, the ability to, to communicate better with their clients through financial planning campaigns. So something that we're, we're constantly thinking about and want to make sure that we can help our advisors do through these crazy times. Yeah, yep. So those are the challenges. You know, what opportunities do you see that perhaps advisors are not taking advantage of? Maybe with the existing tech they have. That's sort of been a... Um, conundrum in the industry, but uh, what are your thoughts around that? And maybe Eric, you can start and Kelly, love your thoughts as well. I think that, you know, as it relates to existing technologies that, you know, advisors may need to upgrade, those will be kind of self-evident at this point as we're all, you know, practicing this process of working from home. You know, I think that if there are any technology gaps, those have become you know, very evident in this process as we've tried to move our staffs out of, you know, our physical office locations and have everyone, in essence, work remotely. You know, we're seeing workflow tools and document imaging tools be incredibly important during this time frame so that, you know, workflows can continue to move forward. We're seeing the need to, you know, have phone systems that are capable of servicing client inquiries, you know, working from home be implemented. We're seeing the need to be able to have portfolio information and planning information right at the advisor and client's fingertips be incredibly important at this time. But I think as every advisor looks at their business, they will be able to assess, you know, over the past couple of weeks as their entire teams have moved to this work from home environment, they'll be able to quickly point out, you know, one or two systems that obviously need to be upgraded as they've caused their teams some stress as, as they've moved their workforce to, to uh, work remotely. Yep. Very good. How about you, Kelly? What do you see from the tech that you have that may, might not be adopted uh, to its full extent? Yeah, I think Eric said the gaps, I think on the flip side of that is, you know, I think we've had a, a, a couple of years where advisors have had the luxury maybe of compiling every shiny thing that has hit the market and they've tried things and they've tested things. And, and I think now is probably a time where they're looking at everything that they've compiled, the tech stack that they've built, and they're, they're probably, it's probably becoming very obvious what is worth doubling down on and what is just not worth the extra resources. I think that we're finding that a lot of advisors are really taking this time to to look at their tech stack and say, okay, you know what? I'm I'm out here on the front lines right now. I'm I'm facing this this interesting time and these are the solutions that are really the ones that are that have my back and that are, are working to make sure that my business keeps running versus some others that maybe just were a nice to have along the way. You know, Tim, the one thing that we've seen some real success as it relates to, you know, leveraging tech as we're working remotely is uh, Slack from a communication perspective. 
even though we are working remotely and we're not in the same office locations or able to, you know, connect with each other physically, we are using uh, Slack to make sure that we're socially still connected and that we're able to quickly address items as they come up, that we're able to even share things with each other on a social basis to stay connected. I I think that one of our favorite channels in Slack is our Pets of Orion. So we've got all kinds of pictures of everyone's pets, you know, as we're working from home and and everybody's pets have a big smile on their faces from seeing us all day long. But, you know, those types of social connection technologies may be a suggested new entrant for advisors to look at leveraging as, as we're, you know, all dealing with a, a relatively new dynamic. Yeah, I think yes. Zoom sort of fits into that as well, right, guys? I mean, I my my husband runs operations for an RAA, and he I watched him scramble frantically to get Zoom set up for all of his employees as this situation was sort of escalating. So I think that's another one that everybody should probably have access to as well. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, that uh, human contact, and I love the pets of Orion, uh, I think they should have its own uh, Twitter feed. I'd love to watch that. Uh, so maybe we can work on that over the weekend. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that kind of goes, that's sort of like the, the advisor experience. But in terms of the client experience, you know, Ryan's got tons of great tools around that. Um, I know it's sort of a buzzword client experience, but can, where do you see it going? Is it still that important? Where do you see some of the innovation happening, uh, both on the Ryan platform and how advisors are really taking it to the next mile, particularly in these times of, you know, working remote? Kelly, do you want to? Yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've spent the last nine months rolling out the advisor platform, financial planning platform. And I think now is such an interesting time to go back and revisit why we did that, because it, unlike a lot of financial planning tools, allows for self-registration and for the client to see their financial plan from start to finish without you know, needing the advisor to be in the system with them. So they essentially have it at their fingertips to be able to play around with different scenarios and stress test their portfolios. And I think, you know, in these market conditions, that will go a long way in terms of giving investors transparency into into their finances as, as things unfold. So I think, you know, in terms of client experience, we're really glad that we pivoted to place a focus on planning within our client experience over the past couple of months. Yeah, I think that actually definitely will pay dividends because again, you know, being able to um, have all aspects of what you interact with your advisor is really important these days. Um, So Eric, I know you've been a thought leader out there around robo-advisors and I'm going to bounce this term off you. Have we reached peak robo? I mean, have advisors sort of figured it out? They're not worried about the robots anymore, automation taking their jobs away. I mean, can they exist uh, in the same uh, sentence? So what do you think? I think that advisors have got to figure out how to leverage tech to continue to provide incredible services, you know, without always relying on that face-to-face interaction. And the robos really showed us a more efficient delivery model, but they certainly did not replace the role of an advisor for a client that is looking to delegate out their financial portfolio responsibility for a client that, you know, needs and wants help. You know, I think initially the robo scare, we thought that we would see a lot of advisor clients move to working with a robo. We, we haven't seen that, but what we have seen is incredible success as firms like Vanguard and Schwab have offered, 
you know, robos to upsell the do-it-yourself investors into a robo model. And we've also seen advisors leverage technologies like digital new account opening and the mapping of risk tolerances to portfolios and the integration of a tech-enabled fiduciary process into advisory firms. And they are you know, now connecting with clients by leveraging goals, by leveraging balance sheet technology, risk tolerance technology, all with you know, being able to help the investor get a great visualization as to what goals are funded and which ones are not in a way that, quite frankly, we wouldn't have advanced to where we are today as an industry without the robos threat. But I I certainly think that the actual threat of the robo is gone as it relates to working with investment advisors. But investment advisors, the best firms have certainly been savvy about incorporating uh, the best of those business models into their firms and deepened their client relationships as a result of, of doing so. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like the robos were a, um, a beta test and it worked and now we can all leverage those great tools and technology. Um, so along those lines, more buzzwords I'll throw at you here and love both um, Kelly and Eric, uh, your thoughts on artificial intelligence, AI. Is there really an application for it now or are we still uh, just scratching the surface? Do we need to wait a few more years before the big data happens? We'd love to hear what Orion's working on in AI and kind of where you guys see it as an emerging technology for wealth management. Kelly, would you like to respond to that? Yeah, sure. I feel like, you know, I, I obviously pay attention to it for with a marketing lens. And I think that there's there's definitely some areas where it's applicable. I think that we're still in the early stages of of that, especially in the financial services industry. But I think over the next couple of years, you're, you'll start to see it used in terms of driving campaigns um, and communications towards clients, even more so than maybe it is today. So I'm, I'm sort of, I'm watching it from afar to see where we might be able to incorporate it into the product that we're working on. And I think that over time, once we can turn advisors into marketers as a first step, I think that that's definitely something that you'll see. Yeah, and Eric, what are your thoughts as you look at the platform and um, sort of, you know, the evolution of AI going forward? You, you guys have such a broad set of capabilities. I would just love to kind of get your thoughts on where you think it might show up. Well, I think that AI is still very much in an early, in its early stages as it relates to wealth management and how our advisors can leverage it. Right now, we are seeing advisors uh, bring in, you know, aggregated held away account data to get a more holistic picture of the client's portfolio. We're also seeing advisors leverage, you know, credit scores so that they can get a feel for what is going on in the client's spending and, and payment histories. And quite frankly, also helping investors protect their credit lines, making sure that their identities are safeguarded. And, you know, as we look towards the future, we will be able to leverage those capabilities and help advisors be in better position to add value to those client relationships. But right now, 
we have to kind of be careful a bit with AI that we don't do something that would overstep or make the prospect or the client feel a bit uncomfortable about the information uh, that the advisor may have that hasn't been, you know, willingly disclosed. So I think that, you know, the, the most important thing that we've got to safeguard as an industry as it relates to leveraging AI capabilities will be around uh, investor trust, making sure that, that we don't overstep. Yep, I think you're absolutely right. Definitely some uh, new tech that we're experiencing in sort of real time as we go along. You know, the other sort of big theme we're hearing and we're seeing is, you know, consolidation keeps popping up, you know, either with that's among the badges themselves acquiring each other or the technology landscape has been, you know, merging and so forth. The same with broker dealers and custodians. And obviously Orion's been a player in this space. And what's your take on that? How does this help advisors? And then, you know, maybe what should they be thinking about as they look at to their partners to you know, have that full tech stack available to them? Yeah, I, I personally think that we are in a race to define some national brands for the RIA business model. And you'll see continued M&A take place in that space, albeit it, maybe at a little bit slower pace now that the markets have sold off. You know, the sellers are still going to look to receive an aggressive valuation for their firm, but it's going to be difficult for buyers right now to get the credit and the financing to you know, make those multiples work out. I think in general, you may see some firms that were a bit overextended uh, that will be forced into doing some type of a transaction. But by and large, the uh, rate of transactions, certainly at attractive seller valuations, will slow down here as as we work our way out of this, this health crisis that we're in the midst of. And I also think you'll see just by and large some, some general slowdown as it relates to industry M&A, unless there's some type of a compelling transaction that can take place for businesses that don't have a lot of uh, direct market exposure to their revenue lines. I think those deals are going to be really hard to uh, finance as we move forward. Uh, how about you, Kelly, in terms of you know filling out the um, Orion offering? The advisor was a very strategic purchase. You know, How's that playing out for the clientele of uh, Orion in general? Yeah, I think that ended up being a really big win for our business. It definitely elevated our client experience in ways that we didn't even realize that it would. And I think as we look at the year that 2020 has been so far, there's never been a, a more important time to make sure that you're doing financial planning for your clients. So it ended up, you know, being the right place at the right time for us in a big way. And I think just to echo Eric's points, I think that there are there are areas of an advisor's business where integration fits, and then there are an areas there are areas where maybe greater connectivity is is necessary. And so I think that that's what you'll start to see in terms of what types of M and A continues to happen. Yep. And so as we look out to uh, twenty twenty, you mentioned twenty twenty. Obviously, a marketer's dream, right? The Eurovision. Uh, maybe Kelly, you know, what can we expect to see from Orion in terms of what you're going to roll out? And Eric, any sort of longer term, you know, trends you see that we might see in this next 12 months uh, once we get past this crisis and get back to business as usual, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, ad advisors, interestingly enough, have an incredible opportunity to come out 
of this this health crisis that has impacted our financial markets so drastically in a very very positive light you know for the past decade we've seen a lot of the do it yourselfers do quite well they may realize that they were a bit overextended on their equity portfolios relative to the amount of their personal risk tolerance or their personal situation. And they're going to be looking for advice. They're going to be looking for help. And we need our advisors now more than ever before to be able to step up and offer their services at scale. I think you'll see the advisors and the firms that are willing to invest in marketing in marketing their offerings through digital ad campaigns, seminars, those types of things. Right now, we're seeing a better opportunity for companies to invest and really come out the other side, you know, that much stronger. Even outside of financial services, Tim, if you, if you look back at the financial crises that we faced previously, even in the early 2000s, I always think of Michael Dell and the investment that he made for Dell Computers to really double down on their advertising during financial crises that we faced in the early 2000s. And he came out of it with incredible market share. So I do think that now is a better time than advisors have seen in the past decade to reinvest in their services. There are a lot of investors out there that are, that are scared, they're, they're fearful, about their financial futures, and they need our advisors' help. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Kelly, you know, this is nomination season for the wealthies for 2020, speaking of. What can we expect to see from Orion in terms of what you're going to be nominating, what categories, any other initiatives? You mentioned a couple of them that you're working on. I'd love to get a sneak peek into what you're thinking about that we'll see uh, hopefully in September. Yeah, that's a great question. I think we, you know, we are, of course, going to keep innovating in every way that we can. I think our marketing product, as Eric just alluded to, is going to be a great one. We're releasing our model marketplace here soon as well. We're continuing to innovate on our financial planning products. And we're rolling out a completely new experience for our TAMP clients, along with some innovative new investment strategies. So I think, you know, we've got a lot going on and a lot that's nomination worthy here in the next couple of months. Yeah, I think you just covered off about a dozen categories. So you guys will be busy <laughs> filling out the forums. And we look forward to seeing them. So that wraps it up for today. I want to thank both Eric and Kelly for joining us on the Wealthies Winners Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Tim. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.